unto the uttermost part of the earth. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When Jesus Christ arose from the grave on the third day, he began to appear to people from different places. To the disciples, to some women, he appeared to some people in many, many places like that. And he did all of those for 40 days. Now after the 40 days, he ascended into heaven. But before he ascended, he told the disciples, Yes, I have called you. In Mark chapter 3 verses 14 and 15, I told you what I called you. That you might be with me, that I might send you out to preach. And number 3, that I can give you authority to cast out evil spirits. He said, but you are not doing that yet. You are going to wait until the promise of the Father comes upon you. What promise of the Father was Jesus talking about? In Joel chapter 2 verse 28, the Lord promised that in the end time he was going to pour his spirit upon all the flesh. So until the spirit of God comes upon you, until you are baptized, fully baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you are endued with power. Because the word that I'm sending you to, the Samarians, the people in Jerusalem, in other uttermost parts of the earth, you are going to preach the gospel to them and you have to do it in the demonstration of the power of Holy Spirit. So he told them, wait. Even though the task of soul winning is urgent, but wait until power comes. When the power of God comes upon you, then you will reach out to start preaching the gospel from, you're going to go from Jerusalem, go to Samaria, go to Judea, and until the gospel spreads to other parts of the world. So that was what he told them in Luke chapter 24, especially verse 49. And the disciples waited. They were not just waiting. They were waiting in prayers. They gathered in the place and began to pray and to worship. And ten days after Jesus Christ had ascended to heaven, which makes the 58th day after his resurrection, the Spirit of God came upon the, the disciples where they were gathered. That's why we call it a Pentecost day. Pentecost in Greek means 50. That's why they derived the name. So, when the Spirit of God now came upon these people, each of them began to speak with different tongues and they descended from that place to go to the places even though they didn't go immediately. The instruction the master gave unto them is that the moment they anointed, the moment the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, there is no need for you to wait anymore. Go out and discharge the responsibilities that I've placed in your hands. But when the Spirit of God came, they were enjoying the breaking of bread, they were enjoying the, bread, the fellowship, they were enjoying too many things, and they sat back in Jerusalem until they were persecuted. That's why believers today, God expects every one of us, wherever we go, on the face of the earth, to be his mouthpiece, to spread the goodness of Jesus. When the disciples refused to go by Acts chapter 1 verse 8, they compostly went by Acts chapter 8 verse 1. It's a, 
They were supposed to go by choice, but they didn't go by choice. They went by force. In Acts chapter 8 verse 1, the Bible says the disciples were persecuted and scattered. If God has an assignment for you and he wants to use you, the gift of God is upon your life, the call of God is upon your life, it may not be a pastoral work. It may be to teach, I mean, as a children teacher, as a Sunday school teacher, as a, as a music person, you have an assignment for God, but you refuse to do it. You're given excuses. Your excuses may be tenable in the hearts of men, but in the court of heaven, it may not be acceptable. And that is why you see some things happen just like it happened to Jonah. But I just want to pray in the mighty name of Jesus, you won't run away from the call of God. Say amen. So the Spirit of God came upon them and they went to different places preaching the gospel of Jesus. Now that was what happened in the lives of the disciples. The Spirit of God came upon them and the power of God started manifesting. There is no way we can accomplish God's work, God's plan without the Spirit of God. To fulfill what God has said about us, we need this power of the Holy Spirit. Let's see what the Bible says about Jesus in Acts chapter 10. Acts of the Apostles chapter 10. Acts 10 and verse 38. Our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. We have seen what happened to the disciples. Now we are talking about Jesus. Our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Jesus Christ. The word Christ means the anointed. So Jesus Christ himself, being God, true God and true man, experienced the anointing of God. That is the power of God in action. He experienced it. That was when he began to go out, preach the gospel, healing the sick, doing good that God had sent him and prophesied about him to do. Let me show you what in the Old Testament. Let's see Judges chapter 15. Judges 15. Judges chapter 15. And let's see what happens in the life of Samson. Samson was a very mighty man in Nazarene that was consecrated from the womb. In verse 14 of Judges chapter 15. And when he came unto lay, the Philistines shouted against him. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. That is the anointing. The Spirit of God came mightily upon him. And the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire. And his bands loosed from off his arms. Somebody shout hallelujah. When the anointing of God comes upon your life, you are the first beneficiary. You are the first person to benefit from the anointing of God upon your life. When the oil, the anointing of the Holy Spirit came upon Samson, the first thing that, took, that happened in his life was that he was loosed from his yoke. His kinsmen had bounded him to hand him over to the Philistines who wanted to kill him. But when the anointing came, it came like a fire. And the young man became loosed immediately. When a child of God is going through affliction, going through challenges, pains, and some other demonic and abyssal bandages, 
when the anointing of God comes upon your life, it automatically destroys the yoke. That's why the Bible says that the anointing yokes shall be destroyed. So if there is any yoke of the enemy, any bondage, any grip, any yoke of the devil in any aspect of your life today, you will experience deliverance. In the mighty name of Jesus. When the anointing comes, it does not form alliance with bondage. It breaks it. It destroys it. That was what happened. Before Samson could reach out, start killing the enemies of God, he first of all got liberated by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now, what does the, what are the privileges of the anointing? To a child of God, to a believer, what does the anointing of the Holy Spirit ask to over you? I will share that briefly, then we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Somebody say amen. amen. Say amen if you are getting blessed. I cannot hear your voice. Now, let us examine this in Exodus chapter 30. Exodus chapter 30. I want to talk about the privileges of the anointing. Anointing means the power of God in action upon the life of a man. Upon the life of a child of God. That is the anointing. Anointing is like an heavenly electricity. If we have all the gadgets in this house and there is no electricity, it will not be powered. It will be laid idle. Some of us are bundles of spiritual gifts and talents. But without the anointing of the Holy Spirit, they will be lying idle. But when the Spirit of God comes upon your life, you begin to see the manifestation. You begin to see that you are gifted with healing. Some church members have healing ministries. I've seen it before. Some church members have healing ministries. And some churches. I was in um, a church. It's a church in Lagos. Yeah, Shepherd Baptist Church. I think about two years. There about ago. Sometimes ago. You know, right within the church, some people identi- who, some people identified the gifts of God in their lives, in the area of healing and deliverance. So the church organized a seminar. It was the seminar I went to present that time on healing, on prayer and deliverance. So when some people come to church and they need spiritual, the touch of God unto healing. Now these are medical, these are challenges that have defied medical science and the rest of them, and these ones have spiritual dimensions. The pastor will simply pass them over. He will also oversee them. And the members of the team will take them through deliverance counseling. They will pray for them, they will minister to them. In that capacity, they were serving God. The, what the pastor will just see on Sunday is testimony. People will just come. They have been trained. You don't, they don't need to go to some mountains in the bush. If we don't give it to them, they will fall into the hand of some fake prophets out there. We will sell olive oil to them and sell miracle water to them and put them in t- more terrible bandages. The church of God is equipped. The largest church on earth has only two sets of members. How many sets of members? You're not talking to me. Oh. The smallest church on earth at only two sets of members. How many? Yes, in every church, we have the pillars, we have the caterpillars. The pillars will use the gift of God in their life to grow the church. The caterpillars don't care. They don't care. They want to pull it down. They live against what the pastor is preaching. So they bring the church name into disrepute in the community. And people will say, so you're a member of that church? 
Timbaya at the church, Lord. Church is true that you I will never attend. Those are caterpillars. Those whose lifestyle in the community drags the name and the reputation of the church in the mud. They are pulling down. But you see, we have people that are gifted by the Lord. Some of them are counselors. Some of them can do visitation. Some of them can do evangelism. Some of them can do intercession. They will be members of the prayer bound. You understand my point? The New Testament church, the contemporary church shouldn't have a column for membership. Every genuine church member should become a worker. I tell you the truth. Because you are not empty. There is a work for the aged. There are works for the youth. There are works for the toddlers. I mean for the children. Everyone should recognize his place in the work of God. Very, very important. Very, very critical. Most of the times we think about ourselves. Lord, we do not think about the work of God. Praise the Lord. Oh God, praise the Lord. So, that's why I'm saying, let's talk about what do we need the anointing of the Holy Spirit for? In Exodus chapter 30, I'd like for us to read from verse 22. Exodus 30 from verse 22. Now, the use of anointing oil was not Moses' idea. In this passage, this is where we have God. God commanded Moses to prepare anointing oil. So it was not Moses' idea. It was God's idea. The power of God is not in the oil. Oil is just a, a, a point of contact. It's a symbol. It's a symbol. But that day when God was talking to Moses, he told him, the anointing oil, I wanted to prepare it. And God was the one who dictated the ingredients. I'd like to read to you to see the five components of the anointing oil. And that will tell us what are the benefits of this oil in the life of a believer. Moreover, I'm reading Exodus 30, from verse 22. Moreover, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take thou also unto thee principal spices of pure mire, 500 shekels. Now, that was the first ingredient God commanded Moses to put in the oil. Mire. Mire is a part of plant that has fragrance. You know, has fragrance. If you put a little drop of mire inside this oil, and, you, and just a small part of it drop on this altar, people at the back will begin to perceive the smell. You understand my point? They begin to perceive the smell. So if you see some of this oil from Israel and they ask fragrant, Maya, that is what you are going to see. In fact, it smells, it smells so much that a couple of minutes or hours after the place had been scrubbed, you still continue to feel that something like this dropped on the ground. Now God did that on purpose. If someone wears, I mean, receives a correct anointing, your life is like a fragrance. 
Anywhere you pass through, you leave a trace. If somebody comes to your office and wears a very costly perfume, you know, some perfume can last 72 hours. Some can last 48 hours. Some it is until you wash and dry clean. And as you still continue to fear it. If that person leaves your office five minutes, ten minutes, and somebody who knows, they are and the social person just left your office when he is. So in the developed world, they use perfume to trace people. They use perfume to trace people. Now that goes to say, when a man has correct anointing, you will not leave a place without leaving a positive impact. That is, when people carry correct anointing, they don't leave a place the way they met it. They leave a place better than they met it. I put this to you. Apart from coming to a church to sing and pray, what impact will you leave in this church? What will you be remembered for? When people carry the anointing of the Holy Spirit, look at the lives of the disciples. Everywhere they pass through, the left impact. Everywhere, 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 everywhere. Smith Wigglesworth always says something. Said he will say, if I leave you the way I met you, then I'm not God's standard. I want to say this to you. When the if a man carries the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that person will be missed. Seriously missed. Seriously missed. Because anywhere you pass through, you leave impact. Positive impact. Ask yourself. The church is not just for us to go and pray and receive and disappear. It's a place for service. What will you be remembered for in this place? What anointing do you carry? Some people carry anointing for music. They carry anointing for... Even in the Old Testament, some were anointed for crafts. And they did it to decorate the house of God. That was their own area of gifting. And they did it. If I, some people, if they preach to the elders like this, you may get nothing from what they are saying. But when they start preaching to the children, the children start enjoying them. That's what they are anointed to do. Everyone who carries original anointing must decide to leave a positive impact wherever it goes through. And I want to challenge you today. If you have not been thinking like this, start thinking like that. That I am in this church today. Only God knows, maybe in the next one year, I won't be, I'll be out of this place. I'll find myself in another city. I'll find myself in another country. I'll find myself in another environment. What will I be remembered for here? Some people have passed through our ministry 20 years ago. Each time we still talk about them, it's as if they just left yesterday. Because of the impact. Because of the input and the impact. Everyone that carries original anointing is expected to make definite impact. And I want to pray for you. In your family, you will live wonderful impact. In your generation, you will make definite impact. In this church, you will make definite impact. In the wonderful name of Jesus. Anointing helps a man to make impact in life. To make impact and to leave your footprint indelibly on the sound of time. Number two. The second ingredient, and of sweet cinnamon, have so much. Of sweet cinnamon, have so much. Even 250 shekels. Let me join number three. And of sweet calamus, 250 shekels. Cinnamon and calamus are also part of plants. 
If you check them out, I checked this out to one American dictionary, and they said those two elements are part of plants that make something sweet. See, they are sweet, you know, they are sweetness. If you, if you put them in anything, taste that thing, then it becomes sweet immediately. Just like sugar. Most, 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 it's sweeter than sugar. That's their own function. Now, what does that mean? Anointing takes away bitterness, bitter experiences, and makes the life of a man sweet. I want to pray for someone here today. If there is any bitter, any seed of the devil that has planted bitterness into your life, as you receive the oil of grace this evening, it will take away that bitterness from you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Anointing terminates bitterness. Terminate bitter experiences. Terminate a man's pain. Breaks a, man ch- a man's chain. And set him free. Set him at liberty to serve God. That is what the whole of God, all of joy. That's what the Bible calls it in Hebrew chapter 1 verse 9. He calls it all of joy. He said, because you love, you ate sin and you ate righteousness. That is why the Lord your God has anointed with the oil of gladness above your fellow. Anointing brings gladness and brings joy. Time in it, bitter experiences. I've known quite many, many people on this earth. They had one problem or the other. The moment the power of God came upon them, they broke loose from all those experiences. The Lord will repeat the miracle in your life tonight. Say loud and loud and clear. Amen. God is repeating the miracle in your life tonight. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. A woman came to a particular village. You know, then I went to the village. It's a fairly big village. In our, in, in, our, in our hometown and um, we're preaching like this and the woman came for a ceremony. The woman just asked that they were praising God and praying. I said, well, let's just worship in this church. The woman came all the way from Abidjan to that village. And it was as if God designed that revival that evening for her sake. Alright, so after the revival meeting, she waited and she explained I hold this, our friend was the one who was speaking because the woman was just shedding tears because the word of God moved in her direction. She was just shedding tears. And her friend was trying to explain that she was in a, a whole lot of money. Her businesses were doing well in Abidjan and she was the one taking care of almost all her friends. She had businesses here, here and there. He said, but nobody knew what happened. Everything went down within, within a period of three months. Madam, what did you suspect? The woman suspected that a woman came, appeared in her shop, bought something, gave her that money. He said the moment she received that money, everything in her body changed. So she put the money, and that woman said, hey, 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 madam, madam, the money I gave you, please bring it back, bring it back. She said, madam, but you just pay what the box. She said, no, 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 I want to give you another denomination. I be, oh, I forgot I have smaller denomination. And she said she took that money again and handed it over to the woman. The woman had completed her assignment. They planted a terrible harrow into her business. Everything went down. As she was speaking with me, had a witness in my spirit. Because she was controlling the commerce and the environment, they meant that they were going to pull her down because she didn't join the Ibel Koko. And they walked assiduously and they pulled her down. The woman could barely feed herself as at the time he was speaking. And what happened? God just said, anoint her. Anointed her. I said, Madam, straight forward to her hand. We anointed her hands. 
I took 1,000 naira notes. I said, this is our money in Nigeria. I prayed over the notes. I gave the woman. We neutralize it with a higher authority. In Luke chapter 10 verse 19, Jesus Christ said, Behold, I have given you power over all the powers of the enemy. The enemies have power, but Jesus has given us power that is over them. If you reach, when I read that verse in my Greek Bible, it gave me clearer meaning. He said, Behold, I have given you power over all the powers of the enemy. In the Greek, it says, Behold, I have given you exosa over all the dunamis of the enemy. Exosa means right to act. Dunamis means might to act. Somebody who has right is your guy. Am I right? You may not believe it. Let me show you this. You are standing in front of your church like this on the road. And the trailer, big trailer is coming. Woo, 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 woo. Maybe about 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And there is a traffic officer who do it like this. What do you think? If they are in their right senses, what should they do? They will stop. Did you use might to push them? What did you use? It's right. It's authority. As long as the guy is in that uniform, he has the whole of Nigeria behind him. The trailer had might to crush him. But he has right to stop them. So, which one is bigger? Is it your might or right? Fine. Dangote has money. He has the might to bring 50 trailer load of rice into Nigeria in a single day. 50,000 trailer loads. But the president in Abuja will only speak just with a stroke of pen. I close all borders for 28 days. In that situation, which one is bigger? Is it right or might? Fine. So in that Bible, that's what Jesus Christ gave us. He said, I gave you exosa, that is right to act. Over all the might, the dynamics of the enemy. Satan has power to crush you, but he doesn't have the right to do so. You have the right to stop him. That is what that Bible says. Amen? Today, fresh oil will, rub, will come upon your life. That woman had been living in bitterness. I didn't see it. Holy Ghost didn't show me a problem while I was preaching. But the woman determined that that day was going to be the end of her trouble. And she waited. And she, when the woman got back there, it was as if she came back to Nigeria, not for that ceremony, but for a restoration. A couple of months later, the woman called and said, Pastor, you need to come and see what the Lord has done. Said two of my biggest customers just came and they said, Madam, we have not been. And she narrated the story. They said, Forget about that. And said, They stocked all my warehouses without me paying a dime. Of, they leveraged on previous reputation and integrity. And the woman bounced back miraculously. Anointing terminated a bitterness. You will be the next person to receive that miracle. In the mighty name of Jesus. So those two elements, the five elements in all, the first one, Maya, the second one, cinnamon, the third one, I've read the third one, the Bible calls the third one what? Alright, call it Calamus. Now let's see number four. It said, Anne of Kaseha, 500 shikas. That Kaseha, 
The search that went to, your dictionary will tell you that that one is a part of a plant that has medicinal value. So there is healing in the anointing. That one has medicinal value. So if you are asking yourself, God did this on purpose. He told Moses, this and this and this, let them be in the oil. No wonder. So the Bible says, is anyone sick among you? Let him go to the elders. They will anoint that person. This evening, if there is anyone battling with any sickness, that by the verdict of mercy, they say you have to be taking your drug of it every day, or they told you that where well, drug cannot take care of this, injection cannot take care of this, you have to start praying. Whatever it may be, there is healing power in the house. You will experience that healing. Somebody say, Amen, you will experience that healing. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. I was in a church in our hometown not so long ago. I like sharing testimonies. Not so long ago, it's a Baptist church. They had an early morning program, an evening program. So during the evening program, an uncle that I've known for some years now said, Abro, this ministration this evening, as you were ministering, it came to my heart to bring a family. He said the husband that the man has been his friend for many years. And the man raised almost all of them. He said, but now the man is drained. He said, what happened? He said, nothing happened. They entered into his life through the wife. The wife became terribly ill. And they would... In three weeks, she would go back to the hospital. They would do another transfusion. In three weeks, she would go back to the hospital. He said, it's been like that. And he said, this man loved the wife. So the man is drained. He has spent all the money taking care of this woman that he couldn't even attend to himself, not the children. I felt pain in my spirit. I said, Brother, let's keep on praying for them. I got the names. I said, We shall be praying. And the Lord will intervene in Jesus' name. Amen. So we departed. Second day, on a Monday, Uncle called me and said, Where are you? I said, I was planning to drive out of town. He said, Hey, hey don't go out of town. They have arrived. I said, Who is they? He said, what are they? He said, the couple I told you yesterday. I said, but I didn't tell you to bring them. You told me they have prayed in many places. They have gone to this place. They have gone to this place. I don't have a magic. It is Jesus who will do it. They don't need to come. Ah, but I said, no, no, no. That was what the Spirit of God led me to do. And, you know, at times you come across some challenges like that. Even as a pastor, you, you shake. You see, because he told me, this pastor, this pastor. I said, well. So when he came around, we were just talking. I just said, okay, now that I'm traveling, let's hold our hands. We prayed, we agreed, this and that. And the Spirit of God laid in my heart to do a communion for the wife, for the man and the woman. We just did it in the office. I said, so when I come back from my trip, you come, we organize proper deliverance for you, madam. And they left. They never came for deliverance. That was all they needed. It's more than two years now. No blood transfusion. No nothing. It was time in the plan of God to heal them. There is healing grace in the house tonight. There is healing virtues in the blood of Jesus. And there is healing in the anointing. Oni Shegu Lawani Jesu Abanita Ororemu Nilarada Ororemu Nilarada Agora,
you pass through a particular place, you leave tremendous mark there. In this church, after the impartation tonight, by the mercy of the Lord, the oil of grace upon your life will help you to do exploit for the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. Think of the department where you're going to serve. Think of where God wants to use you. Not only that, we saw that anointing takes away bitterness from the life of a man. Number three, we saw that there is healing in the anointing. And number four, verse number 24. And after the shekel of the sanctuary, and of oil, olive, and in. Of oil, olive, that was the five components in the oil. Oil, olive. A couple of years ago, one of our fathers in the Lord traveled and was coming back. So mommy decided to make a special meal. And uh, but you see, mommy was still struggling, trying to open the, the padlock of a store. And the padlock had become so stiff. She was struggling, struggling. She was struggling, struggling, struggling. So daddy came and met her. Mommy was already sweating. She said, what happened? I don't know. Maybe I'm not using the right key. I don't know if they changed this padlock. We have not opened this place for some time. This and that. And I was specific. Maybe it's this and that. Daddy said, apply the oil. Just a simple magic. I just brought one ororotan vinegar. the oil, of the olive oil in the anointing. Anointing takes away stress from the life of a man. What you struggle to do mechanically, anointing makes you do it with ease. If anything is stiff, apply the oil. Therefore, if you are here tonight, your life is reduced with stress. You hardly do anything with ease. Anything with ease. To pass an exam, difficulty. To move from one stage of life to another stage of life. To get a job, to sustain a job, to achieve anything with a job. To get married, to get pregnant. Everything about your life is perforated and dotted with stress. You hardly do anything easy. Today, that anointing of God will come upon your life. And will take away stress from your life. If you believe it, stand to your feet. I said the oil of God will come upon your life. And take away stress from your life in the mighty name of Jesus. It will take away stress from your life in the mighty name of Jesus. You have had people talk, you have been given testimony, say, Hey, please thank God for me. Oh, so so person just did it for me. So so person just sent so much to me. This thing just happened. This thing just happened. But for you, it has never been so. Everything in life you struggle until you almost lose your life. Everything around you has history of suffering. For you, nothing comes with his. Nothing. Nothing comes easily. You have to struggle and pain, struggle, pain, pain, poop. I know there are days to struggle. But it must not be all the time. 
listen to me this tonight. Anointing is the power of God at work in the life of a child of God. It does not function for preaching or for teaching alone. Anointing functions all around. Samson was not a preacher. He didn't preach a single sermon. In fact, I think he prayed only twice or three times in the Bible. Yet, he got the anointing as a political liberator to subdue the enemies of God. He got the power of God. So everyone needs it. Everyone needs the anointing of God. If you, if you are fighting an anointed child of God, you put a charm on his chair, a charm in his shoe, you are only deceiving yourself. Because he's already fortified with the power of God to neutralize all those metaphysical powers from wherever you got it from. Therefore tonight, that embodiment of the power of God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit will fall afresh upon your life. It will transform you spiritually. Transform you spiritually. It will transform your prayer life in the mighty name of Jesus. Wherever you go on the face of the earth, it will terminate bitterness from your life. It will heal you. Is there any sickness waiting to manifest or a sickness that is already manifesting? As the hell drops upon your head today, the nothing of God destroys them. And from today, you begin to do things with ease. Even in your prayer life, in everything you do, you begin to operate under that anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. Close your eyes as we go to the Lord. The price for anointing is to walk in holiness. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9 says, You love righteousness, you hate iniquity. It's to walk in holiness, to walk in righteousness, to walk in the fear of God. I want you to lift your right hand to the Lord and say, Jesus, help me to walk in holiness. All the days of my life, help me to serve you in purity. Help me to walk in righteousness. Let no sin rule over my mortal bodies anymore. I rededicate my life to you afresh tonight, God Almighty. Walk upon me, O God. Uproot every seed of sin. Are you there in the congregation? You're still battling the work with the works of the flesh? I want you to ask God, please walk upon me. Walk upon me today. Terminate all the manifestations of the flesh. And give me grace, O God, to walk in holiness all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Put your hand upon your head and begin to pray, Lord, anoint me afresh tonight. Pray for yourself, pray for yourself, Lord. I want to I receive fresh anointing. I receive that oil of grace upon my life. Anointing that will help me to make impact in my generation, impact in my family, impact in my office, impact in my area of calling, impact in this church. Anointing to make tremendous impact. Tremendous impact. Impact that one cannot make in the energy of the flesh. I receive that anointing. To make impact in my family. Impact in this church. Impact in my generation. Impact in my field. In my area of calling. Impact in my, in my career. We are revived myself. That's anointing to make and to live definite impact. I receive that oil of grace that terminates bitterness. Begin to ask God that my bitterness, my bitterness is over. Anointing that will make my life better, not bitter. Lord, I receive it. Lord, I receive that anointing. 
I shall begin to walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit from tonight. In the name of Jesus. No more bitterness. No more bitterness. In the name of Jesus. Receive the healing anointing for yourself. The Lord, I receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit. For healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Healing of the mind and of the body. I don't know what part of you needs healing. I want you to begin to pray. The Lord, as your anointing of God comes upon my life tonight. As the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon my life tonight. Lord, my sickness disappears. Either the sickness that is manifesting, the one that is eating, wherever it is eating. My body will not give in to cancer, will not give in to tuberculosis, will not give in to arthritis, will not give in to any form of sickness, no leukemia, no nothing. In the name of Jesus, I want you to pray. I receive anointing for sound health. Sound health. Sound health. Sound health in the name of Jesus. Now finally pray, Lord, I receive anointing that terminates stress. That takes away stress from the life of a man. That takes away stress from the life of a man. Lord, I receive that anointing. I receive that anointing. I receive that anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive that anointing. I receive that anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive that anointing of the Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive that anointing of the Holy Spirit. I receive that anointing of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. We're going to come forward and myself and Daddy, the man of God, we shall be praying together with us by faith. What you're going to do is that we're going to anoint your two palms and after that you're going to anoint your head yourself. Right? So just immediately we anoint your palm. You will find a convenient place anoint your head and ask God, Lord, favor. Wherever I go after now, favor. Whatever I said you want to receive, you prophesy. If it is possible for you, you can anoint your feet for speed and acceleration. If you believe that you're sovereign, you're going through some delay in lives, you believe your journey in life should be faster than what you're experiencing, so Lord, I anoint my feet for speed and for acceleration. I no longer want to move at a snail's speed. Alright? I no longer want to move at a snail's speed. You anoint your head, oh God, you say, Lord, I receive more fire of the Holy Spirit in my bones to break like never before, to do the work of God, to excel in my career. You just begin to prophesy. After we have anointed your palms, you find a come. In fact, if you don't mind, you can just get anywhere close to the altar, pray and go. Or you go back to your seat and pray. Just talk to God. And as you pray, God of heaven and earth will open heavens upon your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Everyone straight forth your hands and say after me, say, Father, tonight, I cannot hear your voice say, Father, tonight, anoint me yourself. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let me experience your power and your fire on every sphere of my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, let there be a turnaround for me in 
the mighty name of Jesus. Let it be an explosion. An explosion of the power of God. Upon my life. Tonight. In the name of Jesus. Say amen to your prayer. The choir will lead us in music. And um, I don't know how we're going to come. So what they will arrange for us will come forward. Daddy and I will be anointing your hands. God bless us as we do that in Jesus name.